What's up? How you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm yelling. I don't know why I'm yelling. Anyway, <laughs> you're really excited. I know, right? Power World has taken the world by storm, and it's super effective. For now. Until Nintendo starts throwing out their Pokemon. Their lawyers. Xbox yeah. Developer Direct has dropped a bombshell of the game. It's pretty cool. Is Xbox shifting its meaning of first-party exclusive games? We'll find out. Baldur's Gate 3 has made so much money, it says it doesn't need Game Pass. Good for them. You know, good for them, okay? We'll get all of that and more on Season 8, Episode 3 of Press X to Start Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Choices, a.k.a. I just washed my hair from the NPC haircut, Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) I am joined by... Who wants to go first? Is it me? Is it me? Okay. Uh, It's your heavyweight champion from Witch Niggawood, California, a.k.a. The Janitor because I'll be watching niggas, a.k.a. Hmm. The prodigal son. There we go. I'll go go with that. The prodigal son. Because I haven't been here in a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say the man with the reduced sleeves on. Oh, yeah, because, uh, cause, you know, over here in Los Angeles, um, we don't have snow. <laughs> they just have dreams and prosperity, motherfuckers. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know about... We, we have, there's dreams. I don't there's know about prosperity. prosperity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think uh, so. Well, last up in that least up, it's your boy Jordan, aka JX Spot, aka returning from hibernation, but to only go back into hibernation again, right? <laughs> Real. Yeah. All right. Now you know who we are. Press X Star Gamers Digest is a video podcast that condensed the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour long meal just for you. That is right. Two out of the three of us is dealing with illness, sickness. So sickness and illness, right? Illness is like way worse than sickness, right? Yeah, I think. I feel like it's like a tomato, tomato situation. Yeah, yeah, like you have an illness or not, and I'm sick. You can, it can mean the same thing if it wants to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always feel like when someone says, oh, that person has an illness, I'm like, oh, they're not, they're not recovering from that. It's like, well, oh. Yeah. It, well, like, illness it's, it's sounds like worse. They have a yeah. disease or a chronic illness. Yeah, like right. There's levels of illnesses. So you have a chronic illness. You know? Yeah. And I feel like if someone is saying like, oh, I'm sick, it's like, oh, I'm I'm just I just got a stuffy nose. Like, well, I, I mean, yeah. and you, I you could be a situation where, you know, they're trying to be candid about it. Like if they do have something that's yeah. more terminal, like, oh, they're sick. They're not going to say, you know, like, yeah, like, oh, they have true. cancer yeah, or something. Sense. Yeah. Sick, sick, sick is, okay. you know, just general. Like they're not well. Right. Yeah. OK. All right. All right. It's all semantics. Look at that. <laughs> we, we figured out the difference between sickness and illness, huh? Huh? You can learn all that and more on this podcast, guys. You know what I mean? Because we are live on YouTube every... We're going to figure it out, okay? Because we got, we got, we got life things happening. You know, we're, we're, just, we're, just, we're just juggling things. We're just juggling things, all right? But we are live on YouTube right now. So if you caught us now, perfect. Uh, don't forget, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and the notification bell. If you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the podcast services you are tuned in on. And... If you want, you can join our Discord by joining our Discord at pressx number two start.com slash Discord. So do that. All right. 
now you know who we are and, and where to go and how to do the things. Let us jump into the gaming news. Number one. Woo! Xbox came out and had their Xbox developer underscore direct, because that underscore is so important. And they showed a good number of games. And we're gonna yeah. we're gonna talk about those games. Actually, you know what? Let's 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 do the impressions first and then while we're talking about the impressions, I can pull up the game. <coughs> so oh, smart. Jordan. Since you yeah. are J Xbox, I feel like it's only right for you to give us your impressions first. Uh, you know, at first I was kind of hard on it because um, I, I gave like a seven out of ten. But looking yeah. back at it, it's like, well, you know, maybe like because last year was just so strong in terms of games. It's like, oh man, like coming at coming for like the as a, like for the whole industry following up, you know, with another year is going to be difficult. Um, yeah. and also like, there's still questions about like that main slate of games, you know, like your, um, your fable, um, like your, uh, gears Cause people even talking about that, but looking at it again, it's like, well, you know, this is compared to everyone else, at least for now, cause you know, we still have a lot of, a lot of year left, you know, mm-hmm. I think out of the big three, this is a pretty strong lineup that goes into, um, the summer and fall. And there's a good amount of variety here. You know, I think the biggest one, of course, was Indiana Jones, but you know, Microsoft is pretty good at the first person um focus. Hellblade, you know, is getting a good like I think spring is a good time for it. And it's it's reasonably priced too. Cause you know, yeah. like there's most games have half a mind to say, you know, fuck, you know, seventy dollars and we'll still pay for it. But they're saying, hey, it's an eight hour experience and we're gonna make sure to address it as such. So that was respectful to the fans. Um, in terms of like the diversity, Aura looks fun. I'm a big strategy game person, and you know, there's a lot of strategy. Like, there's there's so many strategy games for us games out there, and I'm interested to see how Aura, you know, takes it up. And yeah, like um, that that vicious game. I, I didn't I didn't get I didn't get enough looking. I, I did not get a, enough uh, absorption of that game to have a proper take. But people said it looks it looks nice, and they're trying to tap into that Japanese market. So yeah, that was a Square Enix game, right? Yes. I see. I yeah. see. So like, yeah. So Phil Spencer, he he is he's at Square Enix's headquarters, headquarters, saying, "Give us some of your games, bro. Like we we got to tap into the Japanese market." So this is a very deliberate strategy for them. So this, uh, I give it an eight out of ten. You know, like it, it should be it should be a fun year. It got a whole point up. Huh? Okay, that's cool. Uh, Marcus, uh, I. Probably just I didn't see the full direct like obviously live, but I did like look at um, the games in hindsight. And I'd say as a whole, probably around like a seven. uh, Yeah, like as as a as a showcase for what's to come, I think it was solid. But I had to kind of like weigh it on a curve of like things that I'm interested in. And yeah, yeah, I'm. Of the games that were displayed, the one that I'm really interested in is uh, Hellblade, obviously, Um, because I'm not really into first person RPGs. Um, Mm -hmm. I I understand their place in history, but that's not what I'm into personally when it comes to RPGs. I like to kind of see my character and everything. not a huge strategy gamer, though. The um, what was the game called? Uh, Aura. Aura. Like it looked interesting. I'm not gonna play it, but it looks interesting. It looks like something yeah. that would be an interesting addition to strategy gamers. Um, 
And then Indiana Jones, I don't really care about Indiana Jones. Um, like my Indiana Jones is Uncharted. So well, like, you know what I was about to say because we have Uncharted Baker, and Tomb Raider. Yeah. You know, like how are yeah. we gonna? Because if they had made Indiana Jones third person, a lot of people would have been like, you know, Uncharted clone. That, right. That as well, because like the fact that it's first person is, I get differentiating it from, like you said, Tomb Raider and Uncharted, but. That's a choice. That's a that was an yeah. interesting choice for Indiana Jones. Uh, and then also, like I said, I'm just not really that into Indiana Jones. It's one of those mm-hmm. properties that I respect as like its place in film history more than I like like them. So, yeah, I mean, Hellblade's the only thing that really like stood out, stood out to me. And I I appreciate what they're doing with the price. Um because the first game, I believe, was also $50. And even though this seems like it's going to be a bigger game than the first Hellblade, it's still very kind of linear and very narrative focused. So it wouldn't make sense from what they've shown to make it a full $70 game, especially if it's only going to be eight hours. So, you know, I respect uh, Ninja Theory for doing that and I'm super excited for it. So yeah, as a whole, I'd say probably like a seven out of 10. Okay. Yeah, I am. I'm actually like right in between you two. Like I'm at a seven out of 7.5 out of 10. I think separating myself from separating my like personal feelings on the games because you know none of these games are really for me but like just watching it as a you know person who loves playing video games and just likes pretty things i think what they showed was really really good um but i don't think it was great i think um indiana jones i like marcus i'm not a super fan of Indiana Jones, but I think what they show is really cool. I had to watch it a second time to like really get all of the stuff, all of the, the details that I missed the first round. And I think machine games, the, their, their strength is first person shooters too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they have made Wolfenstein games before. And like mm-hmm. right. that, that, that franchise is just known for having like just great story moments and, and all that stuff. Except so, for the last one, um, young blood. That was Dan. I'll talk about young blood. Yeah. <laughs> so, I I'm pretty confident that that game is like Indiana Jones, the great circle. Interesting name. Um, I am confident that it's going to be a great story. I hope. Well, I mean, they, they've already put the game. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to start playing the trailer and we're just going to go from there. Um, they've already put the game in between. Um, what the last crusades and. The the one I don't I don't I don't know too much about the Indiana. The only only Indiana in Jones movie like, I've watched was um, Curse of the Crystal Skull, like the worst one. That's <laughs> so, the only yeah. one. Oh. I watched all the way through, but yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I, be- I believe it's in between uh, uh, the second movie and the third movie. I think that's where okay. the game is placed. So the <laughs> so the last crusade and the wait and Temple of Doom I think is the third one. I thought like what was it Raiders of the Lost Ark is that, the, is that the first one? Raiders yes. of the Lost Ark. Okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark is the first okay. one. I think the last cru- no I think Temple of Doom is the second one and the third one is last. You know what? Either way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're so yeah Nazis. I, we're fighting Nazis. Keep away from the Nazis. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're fighting Nazis in this game. I I think. 
like in terms of his presentation, I think it's really, really cool. The 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 thing that makes indie indie different from you know Tomb Raider and and Uncharted is his whip, and they they're using it oh, in this the, game. The fucking Wait. slave masters. <laughs> yes, that's no. why I think it's like I yo Terrible. the minute he hits a black person, it's gonna it good everything's gonna change. Everything is going to change. You, <laughs> you know, they, 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 they they weren't gonna do that. <laughs> They're they gonna get real extra with that whip crack on that one. You're gonna get like special particle effects. It's gonna be <laughs> now we're only, we're only, we're only cracking from what we are only cracking whips of the, for, for the Nazis. Exactly, and that's what and that's what Andy does um, for research. <laughs> for research, so yeah, like I, I think um, Indiana Jones is really cool. I I, I like the start of the trailer where he had the villain and he was like doing his like little speech or whatever. It felt very much so like um, like a Far Cry where they like emphasize mm-hmm. on the villains and all that stuff. Yeah, so that's really cool. Um, I the next thing I'm gonna jump in this trailer. Boom! It is uh, it's a trailer. It's a uh, it's an ad. Whatever. The next thing is uh, and the game that neither of you talked about is Avowed. Um, yeah. I yeah. Like I said, I'm not really into first person RPGs, but. Yeah, this this this, this is this is Obsidian stopgap between now and Outer Worlds too. Like that's their big one. Like this is like the yeah yeah like little little side project, little franchise trying to launch outside of Outer Worlds too. I think you're right about that. I I, the I first mean, dual wielding wands. It's cool. It's cool. Like I think Lavi the first thing about like the first <laughs> Curcio. <laughs> so like the first showing of it, I was kind of I was kind of like, oh no, this doesn't look that great. I think this was yeah. a better showing of the game, mm-hmm. but I think ultimately it was it still wasn't that great of a showing for me, and it is. I think the question is like, well, how do you show a game like this where it is like multiple, multiple hours of you playing the game, like <laughs> having a particular build and like having moments from using that build effectively and, and all that stuff, right? The thing that they did show was like a conversation tree or a conversation between two characters. And I think that is going forward, going forward, anytime you show a conversation, the industry is going to be like, oh, well, Baldur's Gate 3 did the better. And like, I hate the fact that that's going to be a comparison made to this game because they are two separate games, but that's just how it works. And it, I mean, it sucks. I'd, I'd say that even predating Baldur's Gate, like Bioware was the king of the mm-hmm. of the conversation tree. And yeah, so yeah. even that, that yeah. was like the litmus test for any conversation tree since. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good point. So yeah, it's like I, I think Avowed is going to be a great game, and it's going to be a thing of like the people who love Skyrim are going to love this game. The people who are just interested in playing a game like this, they already yep. know they're going to love this game. And it's just everyone else who is just like, all right, well, that's just a game. They're probably going to skip it, and I, I, I kind of it's sucks, it's, but. it's what Microsoft wanted to like project itself to generation is like you know we are going in on the western rpg like i mean and i'm not trying to you know feed into the west versus east type narrative but we know there is a design component in terms of uh rpg in the style 
of Japanese developers mm-hmm, and right. RPGs outside of Japan. You know, there's some that emulate that same style, but mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so at least speaking on Avowed, like yeah, like, they're just trying to get into that first-person immersive. You know, like well, it's Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk's an RPG. You know, yeah. that's first-person too. So yeah, they're trying to yeah, yeah. you know feed and strengthen that. I'll say, DJ, to no, your I point, agree. though, I'll say to your point, the the thing about like, OK, if if this like is for fans of like uh, Skyrim or if you're already interested in this game, then you didn't need this to make you more interested in the game. I feel like so much of like advertising for something like this is based on how effective it would be for somebody who either didn't know about it or isn't interested in this type of game. And it's like, okay, can, can we swerve their perspective or can we like make this appealing to them? And in that way, I'd say it did kind of fail on that respect, but because it it was obviously going to work for the people it was going to work for, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's just the way. Marcus, I think you're just articulating the point of Game Pass, right? It's like, you know, it's coming to this system and a lot of people that would not have given those games a chance. It's like, all right, well, let's see what this is about, if they like it. I mean, there's no guarantee, but like, right. like without that that paywall, um, I mean, like, that, that, like to, to, to a broader point, like this outside of the visions, like this was a, like a Game Pass showcase. Like that's what Microsoft is trying to do. It's yeah. like, this, yeah. this is on all the games coming to Game Pass. This year, please don't unsubscribe. Please, <laughs> don't don't do Basically, it. Basically, yeah, yeah. Go yeah, contracts. Yeah. So only one part of this, the whole, game, one part of the pie here. <laughs> the next game is Hellblade, and I think I, I think I'm not sure if I just said this in my head or if I posted it on one of our Discord channels, but like they are setting up Hellblade to be their like Last of Us. Yeah, and I think this is this is when this releases this year, this is going to be the best looking game. Because, like, they have... It looks real at some points. I was like, this this is photorealistic. It is so impressive. Even though it was super grainy, even though the the stream was super grainy, I'm like, that looks real. Yeah, and it's like, it is a thing of just like, man, this looks great, this looks great, this looks great, and then, you know, we have to wait for the indie reveal. Like, Indiana, Indiana Jones looks good, but, like, yeah. I think it's good that they decided to take a artistic route with that direction, the art direction, versus going for realism because Yeah, you weren't gonna you can't yeah, you can't put that next to Hellblade. Like and, and I say all this and like I'm I'm super impressed with how this looked, and I know I'm just not going to play this game. Like even if I had Xbox, like this is <laughs> I don't I don't do horror, guys. That's the thing that I don't do. And the whole voices in your head, like, nah, like I already have to deal with like London like creeping up on me sometimes. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's like that. It's like that video, like, Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't need anything extra. I, I just don't need anything extra. Um, yeah, that's, that's as fair. Was, uh, yeah, as Jordan was saying though, um, this is like, I think they did a great job with like, they had this, this direct and they're like, oh, by the way, Hellblade is going to be $50. And it's going to be a shorter experience, but that's what we want. That's what we intended to begin with. So it's going to be around eight hours. And it's just like, good. Put that out there now. So there's no, there's no question about, it. there's no like, I wonder how long this game is going to be like, we know now. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. And I mean, as someone who played 
the first Hellblade, like the graphics in that were really, really impressive, especially for the time. Um, like they still hold up pretty well. So Ninja Theory has been so like hell bent on exploring, uh, you know, mocap and like photorealism and and stuff like that. And and toying around with format and the way that they can use outer stimuli to enhance a gameplay experience. So mm-hmm. Hellblade 2 looking and feeling the way that it does is uh, a labor of love, yeah. it seems. And, you know, yeah. uh, for those of you that have listened to the podcast for a while, like you'll remember that DJ and I had like a interview slash uh, or it was like a Q&A slash review um, because I was the only one that kind of played the game and I was singing its highest praises. Uh, so, yeah, this this second game, if it can reach the heights just from a gameplay and narrative standpoint as the first game, it's going to be a right. game of the year contender. Easy. Absolutely. Yeah. Because to Marcus, to your point, yeah, those types of games that, you know, get the nod, at least in terms of how the the current review, um, like the structure, the current, uh, more like a pot of reviewers, right? Lists of reviewers they have Mm -hmm. for it. Like those are the types of games that, you know, get those nods or like those third person kind of games. So Microsoft's like, this has to be our gear. I swear to God. Uh Uh (laughs) Those pictures like in the seat. It's like, And Not again, even come here. it's eight hours, like that is so appealing to that pot of of game reviewers that are going to be reviewing games for games. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it, this, they're setting this game up to win in like yep. so many ways. Uh, the next game that I want to quickly talk about is uh, there we go. Uh, Arya, the untold, the history untold. Yeah. Um, Shout out to this company, Oxide Games. They are located in Baltimore, Maryland. And they are, yeah, they are um, a team from the civilization people. Uh, I forget. Uh, Treyarch, right? No, no, no. no, no, no. Or Feraxis. Feraxis? Yeah, yeah. And Feraxis is 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 in in Virginia. No, no, it's in Maryland. Bethesda? Bethesda, okay. No, no, no. The Firaxis is is like northern, like around Towson area. Because I actually visited their studio. Oh, okay. Back when I was in uh, college, way back when. He's way back when. I'm not that old. How dare you, DJ, to do that? Um. So yeah, this this game is <laughs> is a four X game. So it's like Civilization. Um. It looks cool. I think it's super pretty. It's one of those mm-hmm. games where it's like, you know, you love this, and like. For those people who know they love this, like Jordan, you're going to play this thing. And it's also going to be yeah. on Game Pass. So, like, that's Be awesome. Uh, I, is it going to pull new people in? I don't know. Man. But, again, it's on Game Pass, so they can just give it a try. And I think, as Jordan was saying, like, that is the beauty about Game Pass when it comes to these games. Just, like, if you have an inkling of, uh, I might want to give that a try. And mm-hmm. you have Game Pass, then there's nothing stopping you other than your hard drive space. So, just do yeah. that. And that's the thing. Game Pass has a lot of strategy games. They have a like if it's for mm-hmm. strategy game fans, a Game Pass description is worth it. So yeah. many, and then this is you know like one of their first party ones they're trying to make themselves. So, right, which is cool though. Um, mm-hmm. And then the last game was which was their kind of like well, this wasn't their actual last game, but this was the game that was like oh we have this other thing. Check this out, and it's Visions of Mana, 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 Mana. 
Yeah. That's a Japanese pronunciation. Mono, yeah. Um, this is interesting. So I think this presentation was cool. I, for me, it's kind of, because I played Secret of Mana like years ago. I played it on my computer through an emulator. So it was it's just classic. A, yeah, right. <laughs> and yeah. looking at this and looking at this being the thing that Xbox got from Square Enix makes me think that they're not going to get Final Fantasy like at all. Mm. Because I feel like if they got Final Fantasy, now would be the time to show that they got Final Fantasy. And no, yeah, that's a good point. Like, huh, interesting. Yeah, that's right? a good point. Yeah, so, yeah, because they've been marketing uh, Rebirth hard ever since the year started. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it would make sense to put it here if they had it. Yeah, and it's and still it's I, still uphill battle or those you know contracts maybe longer than uh, anticipated. I think it's the contract. I think yeah. I think the Sony contract is probably for the full Final Fantasy VII remake game. And mm-hmm. that's broken into these different games. Like, I think that's what the contract is. And that's why they haven't gotten um, uh, Final Fantasy remake yet. Or Xbox yeah. hasn't gotten I see. Yeah. So, you're saying, so you're saying Xbox ain't about to get the new Final Fantasy VII games until like 2030. Yeah, probably. I mean, at that point, it's just like, well, we're not gonna spend the money on that. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, like I, that. That's what I kind of think of when I look at this. And it's like, oh, this is cool, but like, I was kind of hoping that their square thing would have been like a Final Fantasy because it's be like, oh, if they got that, then like, oh, that's that's a killer thing. But it's not. But that's not take away from Vision of Mana because this right. does look really cool and like, this is going to be a huge game for them because this is them taking that step into the Japanese market and they, you know, they need to do that. So that looks cool. Um, yeah. So that was pretty much it for the developer direct it. Again, I gave it 7.5. I think it was pretty strong. I think it's a good way to start the year. This, their cadence so far being the second one, they've only done one a year. They might do a second one. We don't know, but um, yeah, I, I think, this was a good showing. I think this was a good showing. Um, there, it's again, hard to compete. That it's hard to compete with the shadow drop that was last year. That was high five. Exactly. Like that was yeah, like yeah. a big thing. Yeah. People were hoping for another one, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they they needed to do something to make sure people remember the developer direct. And I think dropping a game as strong as High Five Rush was the best move they could do at the time, and it was a good move. Remember the name. So, yeah. So number two. This is pleasure. also a Game Pass win in a in a, a weird <laughs> way, but kind of a perfect way. Power World sells over one million copies in just eight hours as Steam servers struggle to cope with its launch. This comes from IGN by way of wait a minute, Wesley Evil. Power World has sold over <laughs> one million copies. Let me play this trailer. This trailer has sold over one million copies. In just eight hours after launch, developer Pocket Pair has said that's an awesome Pocket Pair. Huh. Power World dub Pokemon with Guns yes. launched Pokemon with Guns <laughs> launched this morning, January nineteenth, and quickly shot up to the top of Steam's best-selling games list and broke into Steam's top four most played games list by concurrent players. At the time of this article's publication, Power World has overtaken Battle Royale PUBG onto or into <laughs> third place with. 365 million concurrent players and a very positive user review rating. 
Power World's true concurrent player count will be much higher that the game's also available on Xbox and Windows PC via Game Pass. The huge influx of players at launch has caused server problems, however. Pocket Pair and Power World servers had become unstable, which may cause connection issues. We're working to resolve this ASAP, Pocket Pair tweeted. So, this... We saw this game a couple years ago, and I feel like the industry kind of wrote it off as like one of those like Asian games that's like, all right, that looks like a weird mix of everything. We'll see what happens with that. Because uh-huh. we still also had um what Doki V? That yep. other the, the yep. child game where you had like the, yeah. So it to me, like I put those two in the same bracket and kind of put that on a shelf somewhere in the back of my brain. Right. And it's it's so crazy that this thing came out and everyone's like, oh no, this is actually an interesting game. You can capture people. You, you know, you know what it was? <laughs> it, it was it was um uh shell shock from <laughs> it was it was hell shock. I'm sorry, it was um shell shock from um the mistake that Xbox made with Boulders Gate. Because there, there's opportunity for Boulder's mm-hmm. Gate to be on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And before then, mm-hmm. Genshin Impact. Like, they passed mm-hmm. on Genshin Impact when that came out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, dude. Like, they, Phil was just like, like not ah. again. Right. <laughs> Phil, he was like, not, he was like, not <laughs> again. He's like, lose money on it. It's fine. <laughs> like, not again, bro. Power was one of those things where I was like, if this comes out, it's a license to print money. Because... It's got it's it's got it's Pokemon <laughs> with blickies. Yeah. Like that's people are gonna wanna play that. It's just like it's just a no-brainer. So the fact that it actually came out is more of the surprise than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like um the the interesting part about the game is so the way that they differentiate themselves from Pokemon is that you get you have it's like 111 creatures to capture. Um, it is set you're up. Not, you're, like not, you're not trafficking. They're not. They're not humans. Let's be clear. They're, they're not. They're, they're not humans. But you can. You can capture humans and have them work for you. <laughs> That's the thing. What, you game? Game ah! well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I so like, know that the, the first first trailer where there was um, flashes wow. of the pal. They're called pals. The flashes of the pals like working in a factory producing guns and stuff. Yeah. Like, yep. That's sort of the automation that you want to achieve in the game. But, but, you wait, but are, are they in you, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But so, yeah. you are, are you are you hiring people or you're actually capturing people? No, you are you're capturing people. Pikachu <laughs> oh, Pikachu really? get the strap and then they go and they hold people up and say you're gonna work in my bullet factory <laughs> or you're gonna crazy. fucking die. <laughs> How is this game legal, bro? So, yeah, man. So the okay. everyone is like, wait, how is how is this allowed to go? And Nintendo's not like lowering up or or anything right now. It's it's so crazy. But that is the they're thing probably amused right for this game. They're probably <laughs> amused. Man, we know how Nintendo is. You're right. But Actually, like, they're they're not amused by anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I also feel like this is a proper kick in the pants for them to understand that people want a third person open world Pokemon game that is that looks good. 
that runs better than um, the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Because that, although that game was fun, it ran like a fly running on a piece of tape. And uh, and also runs 10 times, 100 times better than Pokemon Arceus. Yes, exactly, exactly. So we'll see what happens here. But like this is this is just good news for Power World Pocket Pocket Pair. Awesome name. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with this. But this is crazy. Again, the thing also to remember is that, you know, Steam concurrent player counts, although they are cool to look at the first day, first couple of days, they usually tamper off within a month or two. So it's a thing of just keeping this in your back pocket to see how it's doing in like three months to know that, okay, this is actually really a thing that is like staying strong. So that's that. There's also that to remember. Number three, Microsoft confirms plans to release Xbox first party games across all platforms, including PlayStation. This comes from Twisted Voxel by way of website is loading. Muhammad Al Bari. Okay. So speaking during X or during Microsoft's annual share meeting, annual shareholders meeting, as well as in recent Bloomberg interview, CEO Satya Satya Nadella confirmed the company's plans to release Xbox first party games across all platforms, including PlayStation Nintendo consoles. He stated this in response to a question regarding the health and future of Xbox. In his response, Nadella said that Microsoft is very, very excited about everything that's going on in gaming, especially with the closing of the Activision Blizzard King acquisition deal. According to him, the software giant now has the ability to do what it has always set out to do, which is to build great games and deliver them to players across all platforms, which includes Xbox and consoles, the PCs. Xbox and consoles, oh, the PCs, and now even including mobile gaming and cloud gaming. During the, Bloom, Bloom, blah, 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 blah. During the Bloomberg interview, Nadella specifically mm-hmm. mentioned that he wants Microsoft to be a good publisher for both PlayStation mm-hmm. and Nintendo. He stated that prior to the Activision Blizzard King acquisition, Microsoft was number three or number four. four yeah. And has now... Now, post acquisition, what's number? What's the fourth one? The so, fourth like, one? It's probably Tencent. Um, Tencent's number one. Sony, uh, Nintendo, but Xbox. Oh, and publishers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Those are the I was thinking ones. like PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox. Okay. All right. Oh, you thinking consoles? Oh, I got you. And also, yeah, like, it's yeah, probably yeah. like Embracer there. You know, running around. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <sighs> good point. Yeah. All right. So now post acquisition, he believes that the company has changed, has a chance to become a chance of being a good publisher on Sony, Nintendo, PCs and Xbox. Okay, this is this is cool. Um, We we were talking about this before the cast and it's like, I think back in 2022, maybe when they got when did they get Bethesda? They got uh, 2021. It, like I think, yeah. I think I think it's when 2021 was when they announced it. Um, yeah. And then later that year, they had like the roundtable with uh, Todd Howard yeah. and okay. Pete Hines. Gotcha. So, yeah. So back in 2021, when they got... And then 2022, um, ABK was announced. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So back in 2021, when they picked up Bethesda, people were asking, okay, like, are you going to make these games exclusive, exclusive and so on and so forth? Me no name. Yeah, and Xbox put out a graphic that said, like, 
certain games will be exclusive, certain games will be multi-platform, and then there's like a gray mm-hmm. area where they'll decide if it's going to be multi-platform or exclusive. Uh-huh. And for the fact that they're saying like, yeah, like all, you know, we're going to try to put our games on on multiple platforms, it's like, yeah, they said they were going to do that, guys. Like, it, it's weird that everyone's like shocked by this announcement when like, I guess they just kind of forgot about that graphic because like, mm-hmm. when they bought uh, Bethesda, I think because the question was if Starfield was going to be exclusive or was going to be uh, multi-platform. They said it was going to be exclusive. And then yeah. on one side, it was Starfield that was exclusive. On the other side, I think it was Minecraft that was multi-platform. Because like, mm-hmm. it makes sense that Minecraft be multi-platform. And now it's they already got, on other platforms. Yeah, exactly. Right. And like now they got like Call of Duty, Overwatch, Diablo, yeah. all the ABK games, Candy Crush. They're not going to make Candy Crush sure. fucking only available to, to game. Game cloud people are, are well X-Cloud only available to Android <laughs> and Android or yeah, Apple exactly. Phones, right? Oh, so. Can you imagine that? Like Apple people get the fuck out. <laughs> no, so here, here, here's, here's here's the truth. Here, here's here's what's what's really happening. Like here's what's mm-hmm. really happening here. Xbox is doing their best not to piss off the regulators. At any point in time, mm-hmm. the Justice Department can come in, open up an investigation. And see whether or not any of their dealings or their businesses is anti-competitive. So it's like this direct, like so, like you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, Xbox is about to become third party and all this other stuff." Like I'm like, you know, mm. like what what indicator are you using for that? Because you know, like Nintendo has games on well, not, not on PC. I, I, Nintendo's like probably the most purest um, first yeah. party, you know, um, platform out there. But you know, because they're the granddaddy. <laughs> like um MLB the show right. published by Sony is on uh Game Pass, you know, and Sony's trying to push Hell Divers and kind of like all these other live stream service games onto PC, which is a platform opposite to theirs. The the issue with the the conversation with Xbox is, you know, like how many games are going to show up on other platforms. It's like a time timeless association with it. But you know, like they they know that the ABK deal has put them in the first place. You know, like, be like by by the time we get into fiscal year and see the exit reports in terms of revenue, they they just inherited the revenue the ABK was, and that's going to put them like right on next to Sony in terms. Like that's that's all that deal did. And, and you know, and we're not we're not talking about it right now. Or we're not going to talk about this cast of time. But like, just to go about like they put them in first place. Like Call of Duty, <laughs> although Call of Duty was hammered in x y and z it was a best-selling game in december it is yep. the it's number two like in terms of top selling games and number one is hogwarts and it's just like they're they are fine like you saying that they're gonna be in first place yeah like they're, yeah. they're making money over money over money right now so yeah no matter yeah. no matter how much people shit talk call of duty it's still going to move me and prints money yeah mm-hmm. and that's that that, mm-hmm. that was like one of of the main goals there like th- this is what sony wants in a way like sony wants that mm-hmm. that titan of a game and not have to worry about their spider-man their last of us and those games performing like like if if, if it was a different dimension and sony had the like the the revenue opportunity that microsoft has it would have been a done deal mm-hmm. it, it, it would have mm-hmm. been over My, like 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 I'm I'm just so amazed at how well Sony does with what they have compared to other yeah. companies. And Microsoft has to buy their way out of of being shit. 
And yeah, it's like, Sony, I feel like Sony just, I feel like Sony really just was able to build a level of goodwill. And that's yeah. the only reason, like, because during a period of time where people were starting to worry about the importance of single party and like, you know, uh, or first party games and 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 uh, exclusives, Sony put their like whole ass into being like, all right, we still want to put out quality AAA first party experiences. And that's mm-hmm. the only reason I feel like they're still able to operate on the way that they are because yeah otherwise like microsoft has the capital to be just like lording over everything so and remember it was subtle it was like between 2011 2012 when we started remember like battlefield 3 and those dlcs coming to playstation first and then call Mm -hmm. of duty like it was it was very smart but they're like microsoft you are no longer the first person shooter console it is our platform, and it is. It is still the, PlayStation the thing, the the number remember, one place to play first-person shooters. Because yeah, yeah like the this. thing to remember though is that like PlayStation has been doing this for a long time. So yeah, it is. It is a thing of experience and understanding. Like <laughs> our our whole bread and butter is the games we release. So yeah. we need to make sure those games are tight. Yeah, and that's that's where they put all their money in, and it just happens to work out that they make a lot of money back from that. Yeah. But it is a thing of the market they, now changing. Well, I mean, remember, like, with, with, with that with that insomnia leak, we know the margins are start tight, and 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 it, exactly, it was Sean exactly, Layden yeah. who was saying like we need to figure this out sooner than later because there's a there's yeah. a plateauing effect going on right now, and like exactly. either a we you put your devices on your, your software on different devices, or you sell more hardware, uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. my my TV yeah. updated. I can play Xbox games on my my Samsung television now. I'm not doing that because that's stupid, oh. but you know, it makes no sense. It's just dumb as hell. It's stupid fucking thing I ever thought about. I was like, what the fuck? Your Xbox Series X looking at you like, what are you doing? Just, just. I mean, it was crazy. Like, it was, like, it was, it was, I'm right. It was, I'm right here. It was so subtle. Like, it was on my it was on my my home bar on like like in the like you know the little settings bar or whatever. It was like, do you want to uh-huh. launch Starfield? I was like, what? And it's like, yeah, there's Starfield. It's like, oh shit, this is crazy. Your Xbox is like, it just turned me around. Don't make me watch if you're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the thing well, the one thing I will say what is cool is how um asynchronous the uh cloud um saves are. Cause I could have started off mm-hmm. right where I was on my console on my TV yeah. and my phone and my computer. Oh, that's like cool. that's 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 still yeah. a pretty that, that's what they want to do. It's got everything is game pass. Yeah. Everything's getting fast. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, just to get back to the, uh, the the article, I feel like them doing this and then saying, like, yeah, like we want to be, we want to be a good publisher. It's like that kind of makes sense if your strategy is to push this service. Like, mm. you're gonna have to start publishing games, like technically publishing publishing games for the service, and eventually the whole console thing is going to just kind of fall off because the publishing side is going to make more money than producing these consoles, keeping these consoles going, the R&D for the hardware for the consoles. It just just have other people do that and you put your games on those consoles and have people buy the games. Yeah. Or the, get the, into the Game Pass service. The the console market is shrinking compared and and I mean like we we saw a bit of a blink of that last year with the iPhone 15 
and his ability to play Resident yeah. Evil. So it's like, you know, either we get on top of it now than later. I'm not trying to say consoles are going to go extinct, but, you know, you want to have some type of apparatus when, um, you know, when it, it starts yeah. slowing down, cooling off. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the, the console shrinking is, I don't know if we're there yet. I think we might need another, because like the, the iPhone 15 being able to play Resident Evil, it's like, I think that that feels more so like a proof of concept than like a... Yeah, the same way Cloud like, Gaming was back in, back in 2019. I mean, exactly, it, happens exactly, fa- yeah. it happens fast, man. It happens fast. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, yeah. We're, at least, we're at least a few years out from console panic, I think. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get Last into the my brain. From... <laughs> <laughs> no, Joel, put the, put the golf club down. I don't know what happened. <laughs> right. No, what happened. Well, no, Abby. This, uh, this new game about, uh, or from the, the former people of Witcher 3 in, in uh, Jesus, projects. I keep saying, I want to say uh, CD Project Red, it's Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Hey, yeah. do us a solid. Like this video. Subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. If you are listening, leave us a review on whatever podcast service you are currently tuned in on. Do it. Do it. Now. Thank you. All right. Number four. (laughs) Former Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077 devs officially reveal their first game. And yeah, it sure looks like vampires. This comes from Redfall. Maybe. <laughs> I'll take it, Blade. Yeah. <laughs> this comes from PC Gamer by way of Andy Chalk. Chalk. Yep. Okay. Um, so the name of the new studio is called Rebel Wolves, and their debut game is entitled oh, Dawnwalker. While no details have been revealed at this point, this new image sure is evocative. The silhouetted figure emerging almost forming from a sulfurous cloud soared above his head, claw-like fingers extended, all of it, all of it's laid on top of a blood-red background, just screams vampire. So they put a W instead of a V. I feel like that's a typo, but maybe it's not, and I just don't understand the joke. <laughs> but uh, I think it's a, a, teeth, a tooth joke, right? You can't say V, so you say vampire. I don't. I don't um, think that was supposed to be a joke. I think it's a, ty- a typo. Oh, okay. Well, then that's a thing that they need to fix on their article. PC gamer, you should do that right now. We called you out. Do it right now. Anyways, uh, or perhaps a guy who hunts and kills vampires for fun and money. He does have kind of a Geralt look about him, doesn't he? Question mark. So. <sighs> There's always a thing of the industry kind of having the same idea at the same time and just kind of being like they operate like that. Yep. Yeah. We just got the blade thing. Yeah. And now we have this Dawnwalker thing and it's just like, man, I wonder if they were like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> when they saw the blade announcement. <laughs> the industry is just a giant game of telephone and people really just is. filter all these ideas and be like, okay, um, you can copy my work, but just don't make it obvious. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's not much to say because it's just a picture. Yeah. And um, like, it could be interesting. I mean, The Witcher 3 is one of my favorite games of all time, and Cyberpunk 
2077 has one of the best comeback stories of all time. Uh, but that's a, all I ask is it's not first person. That's all I ask. Like I, that's all. Just, just, yeah. just make it. Just make it Witcher three with with vampire hunting, and I'll be good. That's the hope. Here's the thing, right? We got a teaser trailer from Blade last year, and we're getting concept art for this game, Dawn Walker, this year. Uh-huh. It's very possible that these two games can release in the same year. <laughs> it's it's very possible. Yeah. Yeah, it might be like months apart from each other, but like they're both going to be in development, and it depends. I guess it depends on the kind of game that these are going to end up being. We don't know what genre. Actually, no, because they might. Yeah, because well, yeah, we don't know what genre game this is going to be. But now that I think about it, if it is also a third person experience, because uh, Blade is going to be a third person experience, and then Dawn Walker and Blade is known as the Daywalker. Like it's a it's yeah. a lot of yep yeah <laughs> yep damn so put a pin on it for twenty twenty seven what's twenty twenty four twenty twenty seven yeah we'll see what happens then yeah we'll see <laughs> all right number five Boulder Gate three made more than six hundred and fifty million dollars on PC last year rest in peace this comes oh wait I forgot I forgot. <laughs> It's like, wait, my shadow heart didn't die. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm just saying, I just didn't talk to her that much. She's like, yo, I really need this. I'm like, no, you don't. She's like, what really? <laughs> oh, and I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, do we kill her? I'm like, yeah, we got to kill her. <laughs> and then I went back to camp and I was like, yeah, put on his underwear. Your shadow heart now. <laughs> put on his wig. Your shadow heart now. <laughs> Here's a disguise like, kit. He was like, he was like, why, why does this other have SH on it? Like, don't don't ask any questions. <laughs> Shut up and put it's, it on. It's for it's for Saturday. Yeah, it's no, for it's, for sh- <laughs> it's for it's sh- for put on the underwear. Gail, Gail, just just shut up and bless us, okay? Just shut up and bless us. Just that's why you're here. You bless. <laughs> you bless now. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. I totally forgot about that. But yes, um. Yeah, this comes to us uh, from Tactical <laughs> Gamers by way of Abin. Mm, no, Abi, Abiya, Abian, Abian, Abian. I think that's it. Um, so, 2023 will undoubtedly become one of the best years for the gaming industry. All platforms, whether console or PCs, found success last year. With the latter particularly seeing a lot of interest. The PC market is already bigger than all consoles combined in revenue. Last year, it grew over $9 billion and 18% year-on-year increase from 2022, thanks to massive releases like Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3 led the charge with a revenue of $657 million after it became one of the biggest launches on the platform this year. Hogwarts Legacy followed closely in second place, and Starfield became the third biggest release that's it, there's not much to say because it's just numbers but like that is crazy that the pc market huge pc market is huge i i think what is i mean it's maybe it's not crazy because we don't have we never get like 
numbers in full about how much these games are selling unless it's like a leak like we got from Insomniac. Yeah. So for Baldur's Gate to get $650 million, and this is, I think this is just pulled from Steam, so we don't know what the console sales for this was. Mm-hmm. Like, that game is doing incredibly well for being a CRPG, which is a computer RPG. Like, this is Dungeons and Dragons. Like, this is... I There's not even really a um, tutorial in this too much, really. Like, it is... Yeah. A- Dense There's an opening level, but that's about yeah, it yeah, in terms yeah. of tutorial. Just yeah. on a beach with a vampire. <laughs> yeah, like you have to you have to learn as you go. And uh-huh. like the fact that this is getting so much money, again, there's no microtransactions this game. There's no DLC in this game. So it's just people yeah. buying the game. It's like that's insane. That is so insane. And I then, think it oh boy. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's really a lightning in the bottle uh, situation where like mm-hmm. D&D in, in pop culture has had a resurgence. And so mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate coming out now, it really had a chance to thrive in the way that it probably wouldn't have in previous years. Um, but D&D got, has gotten so popular uh, with, with uh, um, modern culture. Uh, and then on top of that, you know, due to the fact that you can mod on PC in a way that you can on consoles, that also lends itself to people wanting to get this game on PC just for the mod capabilities um, out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like, it is, it is just so impressive that <clears throat> this game is doing well. And then I was going to say that, like, it... it it shouldn't be astounding to me, but it's still astounding that Hogwarts is still just number one. Like, I I wonder if that's going to bleed into this year as well, because it's just it just keeps on selling. And it's just it's just insane. And then it might. Yeah, right. Cause I I feel like because people are just gonna play the game. Um, mm. and then like shout out to Starfield being number three. And again, like it's one of those things where like Starfield is available on Game Pass. So if you yeah. have Game Pass, you can just get it on Game Pass. But people are just paying money and just downloading this thing on uh, or getting it on PC. And it's just like I, I also think it's because of the modding and the what what did what did this man? What is this? Don't worry about it. Sorry, I'm put it up there later. <laughs> person just birthed their whole colon. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Anyways. I was trying to keep it together. <laughs> the way the nurse is holding it like shit. <laughs> 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 don't get paid enough, man. This is the result of, of all that food you ate. Um, this is why yeah, you need like, to join the Discord. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you totally missed it. You didn't get to see why we're laughing. It's just great jokes like that. All right. Um, yeah, and then like Starfield making what two hundred and thirty-five million dollars this year, mm-hmm. and that again, that's just on Steam. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Like these games are making money and they're doing their things they need to do to keep it going. So yeah, um, number six kind of works in tandem with number five. Baldur's Gate lead says subscription makes it harder to get good content. Mm-hmm. So. He had a whole thing talking about, uh, so he, as in the CEO of um, Larian, Larian, there you go. I had his name, but it disappeared. Uh, Sven Vic, 
Vinky, Vinky, Swan Vinky, I think. Sure. So, yeah, he was responding to Ubisoft director of subscriptions, uh, Felipe Tremblay. I think that's right. Uh, when he had said um, gamers are going to have to get used to not owning games. And of course, this guy is a director of subscriptions, so of course he's going to say a statement. Exactly. That is, yeah. and also Ubisoft. It's also Ubisoft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's a thing of just like, all right. So uh, Larian Studio CEO Sven <laughs> was responding to this and said, "You won't find our games on a subscription service," which is kind of interesting because I think last week there was a news thing. There was a news article about how. Um, uh, Baldur's Gate one and two was accidentally on Game Pass. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, was that if that was a mistake? Like that? How? That's a big mistake. Yeah, like I don't even understand how that worked. But anyways, he says he won't find the games on Game Pass, and his quote is: "Wherever the future of games look like, content will always be king." But it's going to be a lot harder to get good content if subscription becomes a dominant model and a select group gets to decide what goes to market and what not. Direct from developer to players is the way. Which, he's not wrong. Like, I think, again, it, it's, I wanted to pair this uh, story with uh, Baldur's Gate 3 making so much money. And I think if your game makes a ton of money, you have options. But if mm-hmm. your game doesn't make money, you don't have options. <laughs> so it's just like it's he they they they've made a great game that they don't have to worry about putting it on Game Pass. They don't have to worry about that one time um, check from Microsoft. But other right. games don't have the 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 ability to you know un- just to believe that their game is going to sell that well, well. So they don't take that risk. Well, that's the problem, though, is because this goes back to when Baldur's Gate 3 came out and it caused that stir in the industry where it shook all the developers. It's just like it's a matter of time. It's that Venn diagram of like fast or quality. It's like, do you want this to come out fast or do you want it to come out good? And Larian Studios put a lot of time and effort to make sure that this game came out like as complete as it could. I mean, it still had bugs. It's, you know, but Mm -hmm. like it came out as a full, complete experience. And a lot of games aren't doing that anymore. So they're of course, they're going to bank on the subscriptions because they're not putting out a full experience. Well, I think there there can be a world where both exist, right? Because like it's not like these games that come to Game Pass aren't being sold outside of it, or you can't buy it independently. I think I think he's coming from a place of you know, like um, sand sand into diamonds um, is is what I will call it. It's it's like you know the strongest get approved, and even there are some instances where a, a game of amazing quality gets approved. Um, yeah. But still doesn't perform well. So, right. you know, like I, I think he's speaking from a very, a very specific perspective. You know, like Baldur's Gate Three was able to to kill it, but then you have these behemoths like Call of Duty, like Hogwarts, or you know, like yeah, like these giant games that have like a, thousands of developers attached to it, and you know, those smaller games. He doesn't begrudgingly. Um, say that you know subscription services don't have a um a uh, opportunity or like or like the yeah. that he he recognizes that they do give smaller developers opportunities mm-hmm. like he the does. one in Baltimore 
you know right, so right. it's hard I, I i think i think we still exist in a world where both are available um mm. you know I, I still think you can you can buy your dvd while uh having netflix i guess but mm. you know like there there is a shrinking of that and 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 we we do need to remain cognizant of the loss of true ownership of a product right right yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah I mean, Xbox has, you know, at least there's like its, it's architecture. It allows for people to play older games, but, mm-hmm. you know, like games are delisted, right? <laughs> games are delisted exactly. all the time yeah. and it gets super expensive. You know, yeah. So but, yeah. But I, I understand what you're saying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is a thing of like, you know, them being a developer, they also have to watch their own backs because they don't want to. If they're, if they're in a position to say like hey look no 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 we understand that you know game pass is a strong thing but like we don't want to do that because we think we can make more money than what game pass would provide like they're going to say that because at the end of the day they need money to go to well and they did survive. it right yeah exactly. yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah they're, 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 like, they're, they're talking from the ones like they're on top of the mountain saying get rich right yeah that's, a, that's <laughs> that is another that is another aspect of it is they're 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 giving this announcement from the winner's podium. Like, I don't, I don't know <laughs> for sure if he would have had, <laughs> I'm not, we're, we're, I'm not we're, entirely we're gonna sure. For, we're going to gain for 13 years. God damn it. For, 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 <laughs> for three presidential terms, for four presidential terms. And then get back to us. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure that that energy would have been there if the game would have flopped. Altered. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Right. Like well, like yeah, I don't I mean, like two. To be honest, I don't like two is not meeting expectations based on what I'm hearing, and I even got all the awards. Um, you know, Remedy is like, that's, that's, hey, Microsoft, remember we worked on uh, Quantum Break together? <laughs> a little bit of a delay. Well, hey, I, Alan, <laughs> Alan, we'll we'll move on. But like Alan Wake <laughs> two, I think I think the biggest problem with Alan Wake two in terms of its performance is it's a digital only re- uh, release. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people like were looking for it and they're like, where the hell is it? And yeah, it's yeah. only on digital. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's a good point. All right. Number seven. Naughty Dog Director tips his hat to roguelike greats like Vampire Survivor, Hades, and Dead Cells for inspiring inspiring The Last of Us 2 remastered. No return mode. Okay, shit. so this comes to us. I, I ain't playing this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> By way of Jordan uh, Gerblick? Gerblick. Gerblick? Yeah. Gerblick? My cousin, Jordan Gerblick. Nailed it, nailed it. <laughs> so, yeah, he's basically just, you know, as as the title says, he's tipping the hat to the other great uh, roguelike it's games. Um, yeah, because Last of Us Part Two's. Uh, no, no remaster. Right, yeah, remaster. What's this is called? No, 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 no return. Just no return. Yeah. No, no return, return mode. mode. Jesus, I just said it. Why did I forget it? Oh my goodness. I don't know. All right. Yeah. So the no return mode looks like so. Okay, we just had God of War's Valhalla, which is their roguelike mode, and then we have this. And a lot of people are like kind of making comparisons X, Y, and Z, whatever. And it's just like I get it because they're they're both roguelike modes, but they kind of operate. Differently, differently. That, yeah, like God yeah. of War is using it for story. For story, just, uh, yeah, yeah. This is just a mode that you're playing. Yeah. 
So it is, I, it is did, pretty tongue cheek too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So did did uh, are you planning on playing this? No. Uh, no. I'm, I don't. I don't know. Like I'm. I'm the biggest Naughty Dog fan in this group, and even yes. I'm kind of like. Did we need this? Like, but it was free. <laughs> like, it's free, like, right? I I'm not sure. Well, is it or ten dollars? Is it free or ten dollars? No, it, I think I, it's, it's it's if you have Last of Us Two, it's ten dollars for a remastered, and this mode comes with a remastered. Okay, okay. Well, so it's not free. Even then, it's still just it like it's one of those things where I remember when Last of Us Part One remake dropped, and there was that conversation of is this needed? And in that, I could justify it due to it was a mostly ground up remake because it didn't change the gameplay yeah. that much. But like, I and get the game came what out they like were. 2013. It came out long exactly, ago. and and so it makes and plus because they brought it up to graphic standards with part two, I could see them mm-hmm. justifying like, okay, people could play this game and then make a lateral Going move part into two. part mm-hmm. two. But this, I'm just kind of like, yeah, y'all are milking this. Like, yeah, this is. <laughs> Like I love, I love y'all, Naughty Dog. But this, this is a bit, this is a bit much. But it's, it's, it's. I mean, like I'm, I'm not coming from any type of true investment. I'm not like a huge um, Last of Us fan in general. But like seeing Ellie in a spacesuit running around is uh, pretty goddamn goofy. It's like I could see, yeah. I can see the appeal, especially if you're like interested in it. Because I mean, they did drop that like you'll be able to play as Joel in this and we all know what happened to Joel in the actual story like people didn't really you didn't really get to play as Joel in this Last of Us 2 style of gaming um, mm-hmm. so like I could see like the appeal and then especially if you're into roguelikes this is also mm-hmm. just you know more incentive but it still feels kind of inconsequential especially due to the fact that unlike Valhalla this has no story resonance so it's just okay. kind of a thing that's there so you know yeah I, I saw that Joel was very durable to melee I was like that's fucked up that's <laughs> fucked up <laughs> like, yeah that's, all, that's what I was thinking like that's just like wow <laughs> I mean in, in, in Joel's defense he is durable to melee he's not durable to get his knee blown off by a shotgun <laughs> it, it was just a golf club was super effective you know <laughs> <laughs> Four, <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah, like I think, I think this mode is a is a cool mode. I think um, if you if you look back on the the PlayStation exclusives, they have been doing this in a fashion for since Ghost of Tsushima, because they released the oh yeah because of yeah Legends. And then oh I know Spider Man will be the first. Because Miles Morales, was, Spider-Man came out before Ghost, right? The first Spider-Man? That's 2018, right? Yeah, yeah no, no. The, yeah, the first Spider-Man Ghost. came, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... So, yeah, like, Spider-Man started with their... With the Miles Morales was a big, big little expansion or whatever. But that, that was, like... Ghost. That was, like, a full-on, like... Exactly, right. Yeah. So, I, I feel like... I, what, what I'm trying to get at is that, like, it seems that... PlayStation has been, or Sony has been playing around with this kind of like, you got a, a big exclusive and then like a, a small thing to happen after. And I think like Miles was a thing that worked for them, but probably cost them a lot of money. 
And then you're like, all right, well, can we pare that down a little bit? And then you have Ghost and the Legends mode, which was an online thing, probably cost right. them a, a good chunk of change. And then they were like, all right, well, we're going to do DLC for Horizon, which is going to be a story content. And then I think between God of War and uh, Last of Us No Return mode, I think this is, I like that they're doing this. I just don't want this to be the thing that happens all the time. I like I like, yeah. I like for them to be able to pick like all right, we'll do a DLC, we'll do an expansion, or like a little mode thing that we can release afterwards. Yeah, because I'll say up until this point with no return mode, everything else that's happened felt necessary to a degree. Like, mm-hmm. okay, Miles Morales is actually a full-on story expansion to the Spider-Man game and it introduces Miles as his own playable character. Cool. Um, the uh, Goshishima Legends, like there is a story plot through that and it comes with the Icky Island thing as well. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Valhalla, or, uh, the DLC for um, Horizon, also story content. Even Valhalla, roguelike mode, but story content. This yeah. is literally just an added mode. And I feel like it only exists because factions fell apart because I feel like That's factions good. was going to be that added content for last of us too. But since that yeah. didn't happen, they're just like, well, we let's just do this thing. Yeah. Factions yeah. was going to be something very big, but yeah, you know, That's a great point. shit happens. Bungie happens. Yeah. I was like, put that shit back. <laughs> oh Bungie. Bungie definitely did happen in there. Probably kicking themselves for that one, I'll tell you what. Anyways, <laughs> that has been <laughs> the gaming news. Now let us quickly talk about the games that you two have been playing because I've just been playing the same stuff I talked about last week. So uh mine is a couple of games. John, do you uh George, <laughs> Jesus, John. Jordan, do you wanna uh <laughs> just go through real quick or what do you want to do? Yeah, I'll go through real quick. Okay. Um yeah, I've been playing Alan Wake 2, and I'm a huge fan of Alan Wake games. Um, when the first one came out back in 2010, um, so it's been a good 13 years since that one came out. And I played the remaster just to refresh myself, but I never played it ever again since. Um, I mean, like, so the first one wasn't that scary. Uh, the first one was very much so like an action um like third person shooter in a way, but like horror inspired, but it wasn't it, it wasn't scary, you know. Like the enemies weren't hard, even the harder well, I I I play like a meet like, you know, normal difficulty. And um in terms of the premise, if you've seen like uh Twin Peaks or um The Outer Limits or um Twilight Zone, it's like that, you know. And if you played control, you know that they yeah. exist in the same universe because control mm-hmm. Is about the bureau that handles that stuff, those paranormal, alien, unexplained things, and helps control those, you know, imbalances in our reality. And <clears throat> you play control, you know that Alan Wake is going to be, you know, like uh, like the DLC. Then the remake, uh, the the remaster came out, and, and um, all leading up to Alan Wake Two, which takes place. It takes place right at like, well, it's weird. Like it, it takes place ten years after the game too. Um, mm. and you know, like you're Alan Wake's like this writer who is being influenced by this entity who's able to change the world with his, you know, typing with his books and stuff. And, um, this entity is trying to like, it's not like it, 
in a way, like this paranormal oh. entity is trying to use Alan's, you know, um, stories to get out into our reality, to get into our right. world, which he ends up doing. We have to fight him in the real world and shit. But in terms of gameplay, this is a lot like um, Resident Evil. You know, there's resource management, you get your little health kit, um, you got your bullet bullet um, resource management, and over the side, you know, type shooting. But one thing that takes, takes um, like, one thing that feels different about this game is how much of, like, a detective mode it is. Um, like, you, you don't have to solve everything, but you know, there's two, two characters you play. Alan Wake, who's in the quote-unquote dark place, which is like the dimension that he's writing for. And the sunken place. there is... What did you say? The sunken place. <laughs> yeah, the sunken place. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's deep like an ocean, uh, is what he always says. It's dark. But then you have Saga Anderson, who, in the, who exists in the real world, but his writing is influencing the real world. And, you know, you have to, like, solve, like, um, like, Throughout the story, you see, like, you know, as Saga is becoming the protagonist of the story, what's real and what's not real. But the game's great. The gameplay is excellent. Yeah. I mean, like, at, at one point, it was, like, they, they kind of, what, what, what they did, what they decided to do was reduce the enemy count and make yeah. enemies more, more hard. Hard. Like, that, yeah. That, yeah like, so, like, in the last game, they're just throwing a whole bunch of fodder at you. You just shoot them with your shotgun, your pistol. It was super easy. But your this time around... Light. Yeah, like and, and the flashlight mechanic is still there, but this time around, like you're dealing with like maybe one, two, or three enemies, and you know, like they'll rush you. You know, you have to knock them down. But um, yeah, no, I, I, this, I, I get why this game was nominated. Um, Remedy, you know, like they, they are great at storytelling. This is an old man game. This is a game for old, old people. Mm. You know, like you just kind of mm. sit there and play it. It's like it's like it's like reading a book in a way. It's not, yeah. it's not super challenging. It's not. I mean, like. Okay. Like when, once you once you get the mechanics of it, like you just rush a motherfuckers with a shotgun and a hunting rifle and just mm, like get, yeah. get out of my way. It's not. I mean, like, you might get got a couple times, but you're not like you know. It's, you're like all right, whatever. They like just one one right. bad move that got me on that one. You know, so so it's easier but, than control is what you're saying. Um, <sighs> like it's a different type of game. Like control is way more action focused. You know, this yeah, one's yeah, a lot yeah, more yeah. subtle. Um, okay. and, and like, if, you, if you're not careful, you can't get got. Like, you can't get rushed, you know. And, and there are some moments like they're throwing like six, seven enemies at you. Like, fuck, all right, time to just dodge and run away. Because <laughs> like, I, I, like oh, wow. I've run out of bullets and light. I'm like, oh, well, I'm fucked. <laughs> I don't do. I'm just running. Right <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You got <laughs> this. <laughs> I'll see you in the next photo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it was it was it was a fun game, and um, there's a lot of intrigue, and like there's a couple puzzles here or there. But I'm at that point where I'm like on YouTube, like how do I solve this shit? I'm not yeah. <laughs> trying to like, well, like what's the combination of this fucking lock? Right. <laughs> like oh, seven, yeah. nine, eight. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> get the gun. Get the stuff. Run. Right. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'll wait to. I, I I see why it got game of the year. <laughs> or nominated. Well, nominated, nominated. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. All right, Marcus. Um, I'll just breeze through as much as I can, uh, because I haven't been on the podcast in like a year. Years at this point, <laughs> uh, right? Um, but just I'll just spotlight three games. Uh, as usual, I'm playing Overwatch Two. It's it's uh been my games since I started playing it again, especially heavily during lockdown and Overwatch 2. I mean, it's 
what's to be said about it, though they did do a recent patch that completely changed the way I'm, I'm pretty sure you, I think you guys already talked about this but like I think yeah 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 it basically kind of scaled the game away from team tactics and being a team shooter the way that it was intended to be I mean it's still a team shooter but now because everybody has kind of latent healing and other things like that it just kind of adds some redundancy to the support role which is kind of annoying because that is oh, okay. most of what I play is the support role and now people uh, have been no. People have been abandoning me more, and I'm just oh, like, well, God. this is this is fantastic. Thanks a lot, Blizzard. Love Thanks you for the guys. Ease. Good luck. God, I. Ugh. But, but um, yeah. So I mean, Overwatch Two. It's Overwatch. Uh, yeah. Then um, I played and beat uh, Spider Man Two last year, um, nice. and great game. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that it's both stronger and weaker than the first game. Um, mm. Like, I, f- I feel like the first game is more of a tight experience, whereas this game, like with most sequels, it expands things, which kind of works to its benefit and detriment because yeah. the stuff that really works really works in the second game. Mm. And the stuff that kind of doesn't, like the more expanded, like, side stealth mission shit which really could just be cutscenes, but they were like no we have to be interactive they they have more of that and it's not much better if you ask me um yeah sure mary jane is now john wick but i i still could have done without multiple missions with her doing her thing so dumb. yeah yeah so they um for sure they it, yeah i i could have done without some of that stuff um I did like the story for the most part. Um, I did like the way that they had multiple plot threads going on in terms of like Mm -hmm. there was more activity, I think, with some of the side villain or side like uh, rogues gallery, which I thought was really Mm -hmm. cool, made the world feel a little bit more lively. Uh, And I'm really curious to see where they go with the third one, seeing as the way things kind of ended with Venom and other things that have kind of been left uh, in the air. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, Spider-Man 2, great game. Uh, But I can also see why it didn't win a lot of stuff either. Uh, And then Baldur's Gate 3, which, you know, was my game of the year and most other people's (laughs) game of the year. Uh, The little game that could, because I I didn't know about uh, Baldur's Gate 3 until everybody knew about Baldur's Gate 3. And then by that point, I was just balls deep in Baldur's Gate 3. Um, (laughs) I've already beat it once, and now I'm like two acts into... I'm almost at Act 3 of my second playthrough of Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, really? Wow. Um, Is Gale Gale still like, you know I can blow up, right? Like yeah, right oh now. yeah, yeah. He's he's still right he's, he's still ready to he's still ready to <laughs> blow himself the fuck up at, at the Dale, earliest stop, convenience. Stop. Jeez, it's like relax, <laughs> relax. <laughs> um, I do it now. <laughs> like, put on a like the, huh? I said, put on his wig. Right, Let <laughs> just bless us. I definitely. It's it's it's. Uh, it's an amazing game. Um, it's it's uh, one of the greatest <laughs> RPGs to ever be released. 
just the sheer amount of choice and variety and freedom that you have in this game is really a sight to behold. Mm-hmm. Um, and to 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 the game's credit, like I don't even really. I, or at least before this, I didn't really enjoy this type of combat in in Me RPGs. Either. And now I am obsessed. Like I, I I was playing yesterday and I was cheesing my way through some of these battles just off the sheer like understanding of like, oh, OK, oh, I can finesse work, this yeah. or I can finesse this. Literally, I beat a boss or a mini boss recently by just standing right outside of where the cutscene triggers and just pelting him with magic until he died. Like it's it's amazing. Or another thing I recently did was I killed a boss without fighting him because I just had Carlac run up and I I usually stock her with like barrels. Yeah. And then yeah. I just put yeah. the barrels around him and then stood somewhere else and fired a yeah. fire arrow and blew his ass up. And I'm like, this game is just this is the greatest mm-hmm. game. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I um and I, I wasn't gonna talk about in games, but like just because you're talking about Baldur's Gate three, like there was there's one um, interaction you have with a in Act two, like one of the like I guess side bosses or whatever, uh-huh. and you ask a set of like it's asking you questions about it's like the the gold keeper, the toll keeper, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that was easy. You and like to get the little head, floating head. No, her. well, it was super easy for me oh. because I had gotten a conversation with it and it was asking me questions and I. I guess answer the questions in a way that I confused it and it exploded and it was gold everywhere. And I was like, oh bet. One piece of gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so amazing. Cause like I'm like I said, I'm on my second playthrough, and there's certain things that have happened in this playthrough that I never experienced the first playthrough. Like yeah. it's really amazing. I got I got a guy to, uh in the goblin camp, I poisoned the yes. alcohol and killed like a bunch of them. I got a guy to drink himself to death. I got a I got a guy like I got um a boss that was really really challenging on my first playthrough to kill himself because my second uh character is a bard and so I just finessed him. It's it's amazing. Like I I love I love this yeah. game so much and uh, like it's been a long time since I've been this like motivated to play a game multiple times. Like, yeah. I don't think I've felt that since maybe Dragon Age Inqu- Inquisition, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Kudos to Larian. Uh, I didn't, like I said, because I haven't been on the podcast in a bit, I didn't get to sing the game's praises in the way that I would have wanted to. But yeah, no, kudos to everybody involved. I sincerely hope we get a DLC like at least one like like a Witcher yeah. three blood and wine level of like just extended story. It could be like going to Avernus and fixing Carlax heart or something. Mm-hmm. But like just just give me one. Just give us one DLC uh, expansion campaign and I'll be happy. But yeah, um, that is what I've been playing. OK, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So we've been playing all these great games. How about that? Uh, you could do us a solid by supporting us playing great games and watching our content. And you can do that by, um, I'm going to nail this. I'm going to nail this transition. I'm going to nail this transition. I believe By liking this video, <laughs> subscribing to the channel, and hit the notification bell. And then if you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the podcast services you're currently tuned in on because this has been another episode of Press X Star Gamers Digest. 
We hope you enjoy this episode as much as you are make. Hope you enjoy. We enjoyed making it. Yes. Yes, we enjoyed making it. I need to take yeah. a nap, I think. Um, <laughs> yes. So that's that's been <laughs> that. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, keep playing games. Enjoy the snow if you have it. If you don't have snow, go take a walk. Maybe take a jog. Uh, pull your sleeves up like, like Marcus has done. I hate you. I love <laughs> you. But I hate you. The fact that you get to go outside and not have to worry about freezing you to death. Or shoveling. I have to shovel. But I can't take yeah. it. I got to shovel. Oh, I'm so <sighs> sorry. Why do I have to be the guy in the relationship? Huh? Nobody um, told you to get married. <laughs> Nobody ought to go. I'm gonna figure out how to get London to shovel. That's what I'm gonna do. Ooh. So what? She's sick. Okay. So <laughs> Anyways, it's been it's been it. That's been it. Um. Yeah. You guys, you take care. You you enjoy the rest of the day, the night, wherever, whenever you're listening to this. If it's like the end of time, you're listening to this. Enjoy whatever you're doing over there. Okay. All right. All right. Peace. Peace.